0: What's up everyone? Welcome to BJJ and Brews. I am your co-host Noah John. Today is the third and final part in our three-part conversation with the Orlando food critic, Ryan Owen. As always, big shout out and thanks to Ryan for sitting down to spend the time with us and having this conversation. It was truly a delight and I enjoyed every minute of it. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Orlando food critic, the third and final chapter and it starts right now.
1: Okay, so you started training at Patino's in, like, 2014, 2015, somewhere about. 2014. Okay. Um, you joined our gym during COVID. During COVID. During COVID. Um, w- how often were you training? Did you take any breaks before you okay, came no, to our gym?
2: Th- so, so with Jason, I was, like, hardcore, like, for six months, ten months. And then? Like going... Every day to class, to two to three classes. And then what happened? And then um, I remarried to the model. <laughs> Monaco. Monaco. Monaco! So I started traveling the world again. Okay. And, um, and yeah, so, you know, I would go back and back, you know, now and again to the gym to, you know, I, I have one question Sporadically, I have,
1: I have one question. I know we can't get into Monaco. We'll get into Monaco on another podcast. We might even pay you money for this one, but, um, uh, how did you meet the model in Monaco? No, in Miami, in Miami. Just by chance, yes. or through as you do, as you do chance by chance, complete and then, chance. And, and then know. your
2: natural charisma just took over. Just, I saw the girl and I was like, Oof. Wah! Right. "Holy <laughs> shit!"
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. So,
2: <laughs> so you
1: you went all in with jujitsu for almost a year. You remarried a supermodel, and Not now a supermodel, but okay, you know, well, lingerie model. We get model. the idea. <laughs> okay, hey, well, hey, for us it's supermodel, hey. and and now you're. You're kind of, I guess, in a way, following her with her, with her work and stuff because her yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, like takes you her- know
2: that. Yeah, we just. Ad- I had just adopted like a different like lifestyle. It was more about like you know traveling and like living the life, the way that you're you know this mark you, you're marketed that you have to live your life kind of thing. But you, you were know, still like- doing the marketing at this
1: point. Right? Oh yeah, you obviously. were still doing the marketing. No, so. Um. I know. I mean, you're not married to this supermodel anymore. No, right? no, no. <laughs> okay. It definitely had an How expiration long did that last? I should
2: have known that at the beginning. How long did that last? Like, I don't know, like two long years, like almost three years.
1: I'll take it. I'll
2: take <laughs> it. like, I'll fucking take it. And did you have
1: any kids? As yeah. it was like So there you go. Hey. we we're <laughs> Came out clean, <laughs> came out free. Came out clean. <laughs> okay, so um, you... What Jesus, why are people calling right now? Because, I think they're calling because they want to join the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Victor's like, why are they calling? <laughs> so, um, when did you kind of settle back in Orlando and what got you back into training?
2: No, no. So, Orlando, it's always been home, like that's that was never up in the air, but um, the training just resumed because um, we got like the you know, the whole COVID like lockdown and um. I just I had like honestly I I I got like I went out and I got like super hammered like one of those like like 3 day drinking binges you know <laughs> And um and I woke up and I was like fuck like you know that was too hard you know I I want to like I need to I need to lay off the the you know the the alcohol for a bit and I need to lose some weight because I've gained some weight um And, um, you know, obviously throughout the years, I've gotten more and more aware of like, you know, healthy living and all those sort of things and like growth and evolution and personal growth or whatever. So I said, like, you know, it would be a good time for me to go back to the gym. And one of the reasons why I also stopped going to the gym is because I moved on a different side of town. Like I went to Dr. Phillips. So driving to Avalon was really like to like East Orlando was hard. At jason's but then i moved back at the height of like before COVID hit i had just moved to winter park um like where winter park kind of like meets like east orlando area so it's like super close to the gym so i actually googled american top team so i could call jason's gym and the american top team that came up was this one and i was like oh wow they moved the gym it's not the same place and then i kind of like put it two and two together and it was a different gym And Jason's gym was 20 minutes away from my house. And this gym was seven minutes away from my house. So I was like, well, I'm in the spirit of consistency and like trying to have this stick this time. Let me choose something that's closer to me. So I came and tried out, you know, two to three classes. And I just love the the whole dynamic here at the gym. I love the fact that Paul said, "Uh, yeah, there's no gimmicks here. No contracts. You know, you train, you like it, you stay, you don't like it, you let us know and you can leave. <laughs> it was super awesome. He so, was like, I wasn't given a sales pitch of like a twelve months contract, or you know, he just said, "Yep, yep, yeah, you can leave whenever you want." <laughs> I loved it. So,
1: okay, so and now now we're kind of caught up with with present day here from on the jiu jitsu side. So I'm kind of curious. Um, you came to this gym, you started training with, and us. I
2: still started training muay. I didn't start. I I was here for about two months before I put a gi on. Oh, that's right. You guys didn't even know I owned the gi. That's right. And I actually had three stripes on my and, belt. And you, and had you guys didn't old, even know I had you stripes had on that, my belt. And you had
1: that old gi, and then you got the origin gi, and you're like, oh, this is like the Rolls Royce of a gi, like, Jesus. Yeah, what? So I-, so I
2: had been training here at Muay Thai for like two to three months when, when like... That's right. You had you had the longer hair, you
1: showed up with your bag, and you just do Muay Thai. Correct. Oh, so okay. So,
2: um, I just, honestly... The Muay Thai started getting a little boring In terms of like not learning anything new Not saying that the program is not good I'm just saying that I wasn't like really learning anything new And I the, That part in me of like learning new shit Was like You know Asking for more And like just The Jiu Jitsu side Was what's gonna fulfill that part In like Learning something new Plus the dynamic at the gym was great And then and the, the guys that do jujitsu Are cooler than the guys that do Muay Thai <laughs>
1: Ooh, burn. Take that Muay Thai guys.
2: <laughs> nah, 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 I'm just kidding. Take I'm, that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just just that that you know, most of the guys that are doing that are that are doing Muay Thai are just like new guys. They don't last that long, you know. They jiu jitsu, I feel it's like more of the long haul, like the the people that stay, you know. Um and then the guys that do like both things, you know, those are the ones that are always like in the Muay Thai class because you know, I, you know, so just I don't know the dynamic or the reasoning behind that. Just this is what I what I can what I see, but um, I just like part of me wanted to know more and just wanted to be you know more on that side of the gym on the jujitsu. So I just one day I brought my gi and I put it on and everyone was like, "You have a gi?" And it had American Shit. top team on. <laughs> Shit! It had stripes. <laughs> and Mark goes, "Are those stripes real, or someone gave you that belt?" And I'm like, "No, no, they're real." And then he's like, so you're not beginner, beginner? And he's like, no, no, I've trained a little bit. You know, I got, I have three stripes. And he's like, who gave you your stripes? And I'm like, Tarsus Paula. And they're like, oh, Tarsus is legit. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Tarsus is a friend of mine. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I started training jiu-jitsu again. So I, I want to go back real quick to
1: something you said early on in the conversation about you like. There's something about jiu-jitsu you like, and that's because the people are misfits like you. What do you yeah, mean like Yeah, the-
2: it's like a band of misfits. Like I don't, I don't think I check any box, bro. Like I don't like, and I don't want to check one. Um, and I, I, feel that most places where you go, they want to put you in a box. And I've, I've, you know, never been okay with that. And now that I'm older and I have like that, I don't give a fuck mentality about any what anybody thinks. Like I can actually, you know, live my life that way. And, and I, I love that aspect about at least this gym, like no one here is trying to put you in a box. Like everybody is like, you know, their own thing, the fucking crazy guys in here. I'm fucking crazy. um Not in the sense that I'm crazy that we're going to go out and kill someone, but crazy in the sense that, that most likely if someone listens to me, what I have to say or what I or how I live, they'll be like, oh, that guy's fucked up. Like what's wrong with him? But you're not judged. You know, you're just like, yeah, that's. You know, like Victor says, we're the food critic, <laughs> and it's not even Ryan; it's just food critic. <laughs> so, and
1: and and it's true because I, I think I call you more related food critic." Than I call you Ryan. Um, you, I mean, for those of you, for those of you listening that don't know, Ryan, um, now you have two um, Instagram accounts that I know of that. Um, pertain to the culinary arts one is Orlando food critic which is more your personal but it's catered towards you know i mean you you review you know pizza at a new uh, pizzeria that opens up in, in Orlando but you'll also review like the latest chicken sandwich from KFC which i think is fucking awesome <laughs> because you don't just focus on just fucking like yeah i'm just well, gonna, if you're not pretentious about it you,
2: no it's not about being pretentious is if you're going to be a part of a conversation you need to be part of the full conversation And you need to understand that here in America, what's the percentage of people that are eating at KFC and what is the percentage of people that are eating at the high-end sushi spot? Just look in percentages. And it's not a point that I'm trying to cater to the people that eat at KFC. No, I'm just trying to understand the culinary background of where I live. And the reality of it. And the reality of it. And and, and and, and honestly, if I'm going to develop a recipe for someone, let's just think about like the mind of a chef. And I'm trying to like, Make something good for someone in my community, and seventy percent of my community eats at fast food joints. I need to understand what the fuck they're eating, so I know what I'm gonna make for them. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I'm not gonna make the same food that they're eating, I need to understand what's their pl- flavor flavor profile. You know, and there are some things that, although not good for you, are they taste delicious that are coming out of these places. You know, they have a whole team of engineers and psychologists and like you know br- like people that study Addicted the brain. behavior <laughs> the behavior and everything and the colors and the smells and that activates everything like there's you know there's obviously a lot of behind it so you know i'm not for these places at all you know if anything i'm against them but um but that doesn't mean they're not part of our culture and it doesn't mean they're not part of the like the, the food scene sure and so Currently,
1: right now, um, you can find, you know, the, and we say Orlando Food Critic because that's his Instagram handle. So Orlando Food Critic, um, close, almost getting close to 30,000 followers. Sure. Yes, uh, so you are an influencer. I know you wince at the word a
0: little bit. No,
2: no, no. I'm embracing it now. You're starting to I'm embracing it, it now. Like, um, I, I was against the word influencer because I wanted to be portrayed as a food critic and not an influencer. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's honest like you know I'm an influencer obviously I'm influencing people sure
1: and um, when did this start when did you create the account and what got you into this because obviously what's funny is we everything you talk about is food oh yeah but your primary profession is marketing yep right that that's how you make your money primarily correct but your I I I, I, I your brand and I don't, I mean this, I mean this in the nicest way. Cause I, I, when I think of brand, I think of, you know, a PR firm and a celebrity and all that kind of thing, but your identity, like when we think of Ryan's like, Oh, that's Orlando food critic. Like he's the food guy. He's the guy that cooks fucking risotto I, I, for but us but or a paella like- for us. It's like, you know, that's what we identify you with. And it's funny. Cause you know, in the same way, I I feel like it's similar with me and my friends outside of the circle. Cause it's like, I have a job. I, I, I'm a software engineer and I do some, I, I do that. but. If anyone talks to me, it's, it's because, oh, he's the guy that does jiu-jitsu all the fucking time. He has no life. Noah just does jiu-jitsu. So I, I get the kind of thing, like, even though we have professions that generate us money, our identity might be something else. So your identity, at least for us, I'm not saying how you view yourself, but how, how we view is you a food guy.
2: When did Orlando Food Critics start, Orlando food. what was its genesis? Orlando food, food Critics starts because I'm obviously... Going to restaurants and spending spending all my money on food, anyways, right? And everybody that would go out and eat with me would love to go eat with me because I had something to say about the food. Like I understood food, and I would like talk about it, and they thought it was very entertaining. Like all my friends would be like, "Oh, that's super cool! Oh, I didn't know that! Or do you know this? You know this? Oh, you know, etc." So it was it was like dinner and a show to go out to eat with me, right? So someone said, "You know what? You know why aren't you like doing this? Like why aren't you like you're already spending your money all your money on this?" Anyways, when well, I'm trying to have a voice. And Orlando needed it because at the time, Orlando was shit. It was like absolute garbage. That's why there's a hashtag nowadays. It's called Orlando Doesn't Suck Anymore. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's a super big hashtag on Instagram. So, really, so Because when, Orlando sucked. When you say it, it sucked, when? When did it suck? Well, it, but when I got here in 2006, I think I first got here You sucked. thought it sucked? You no, know, and it sucked until like five years ago. It started getting better about five years ago. And when you say, Chuck, you're talking about culinary it was options. All, yeah, it was all. It was Orlando was designed. Like, no one really was from here. Um, most people that come here come for the parks and for the attractions. Yeah. So it's a big touristic de- destination. I, I consider so it most, like, the Las Vegas of the East Coast. So mo- most of the restaurants were, like, dealing with one-time customers. So they didn't have to provide great food okay. because they weren't going to come back. So, you know, a lot of canned pre made so like, pre shredded a bunch of shit on ideas. Yeah, drive. and then, you know, there were obviously there were a couple like of there's a couple Orlando Staples that have like done things good, you know, for a long time within their own genre, but not enough to, to make it a food town. Like there was like the furthest away from being a food town. And um and people were just living with that, you know, with the with the bullshit food and no one was saying anything about it. They were just taking it. So I part of my the mission. The mission with Orlando Food Critic was to not take it anymore. Like I'm not gonna take it anymore. All right, Jason, take my spot. I
0: gotta go study. They take Jeez, it easy, man. Like a, like a douchebag. So Jason, take my spot. Here you go,
2: brother. No, 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 no. No douche. No douche. Studying is not a, the douche thing. You go do your thing, man.
1: Go to the library. Which library are you going to, oh, Victor? No. Which On library go? Are you going to
2: the actual library? The actual library. All right, man. We'll catch I you later.
1: Don't
0: know that. There's, a, there's a bar called Library.
1: Right, we'll, we'll catch you later okay so so that was it was it was the genesis was this is obviously you enjoy going to restaurants you enjoy coming on food you do that with your friends and they were always make the and comment the, like and my, most hey of,
2: there's most there's of my here. most of my free time whenever I, was, I thought about hey what i'm gonna do for fun was like where i'm gonna go where i'm gonna fly to to eat well because there's nothing to eat here right yeah so i was like going to new york i was going to dc i was going to all these different cities uh in the states and outside of the states to eat because there was nothing that would like you know fulfill that 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 you know need for me in Orlando so that's when when I was like you know what you know what you're saying makes sense I was actually sitting down in a, in a restaurant in New York they had the best burger at the time Um uh, this is called the spotted pig um and I was like eating the burger when I was having this conversation with someone and I just took my phone out opened Instagram and the first name that came to my mind was Orlando Food Critic, and I opened my Instagram page. In Orlando, I was in New did York. Did you have somewhere.
1: another Instagram account at that? Point? I
2: had a personal account that I just like, you know. But used Orlando for, Food Critic like, came into your mind, and the handle was available, and it was available. Yeah. And you're like, boom. Yeah, I just Orlando Food Critic, boom, boom, boom. And then, and when If you look at, my, if you go all the way back to my thousands of posts, my first post. I want to scroll back. My damn first, it. My first post was a shitty picture of a uh, amazing burger because the picture was shitty as fuck. One of the big things about, about I'm gonna be
1: scrolling for the next ten minutes just yeah. to see this.
2: So thing. one of one of the, the big one of the biggest things in Instagram is being able to take good pictures. So when you start an Instagram, you don't understand how bad you are at taking pictures, and I sucked at the beginning. My 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 posts were great because of what I had to say, but my pictures were horrible like the whole dynamic of my pictures were horrible so obviously you know it's a different story i don't think consider myself a photographer right now but but i understand how the pictures need to be taken you know and and the fact that i understand food helps me take better pictures of the food like i feel there's a lot of people out there that want to be foodies that don't understand food they just want to do it because of the glory i'm a foodie you know i, know. I find that food I, I i don't like the term foodie I, I have it. To me, in my head, it
1: has a negative honestly, connotation. Honestly, you know what?
2: I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think it was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think I didn't like the term until I was called foodie once, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like, like a slur. Yeah, no. I showed up. I showed up at a restaurant, and he's like, "Hey, yes, right. hey, yes. This is, this is, um, this is the foodie." And I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck you." <laughs> honestly, like nothing against foodies. I'm just saying that. Like, the term... I didn't think it bothered me until they started calling me it.
1: <laughs> so, did you just start... You just said, okay, I, I'm already in the habit of, of yeah. going to restaurants and trying new and foods my, all the time. Let me just
2: document it. Uh, yeah. And my first, my first... Because of I said it, my idea was I'm not going to take it anymore from these bullshit-ass restaurants in Orlando that everybody are ooing and aahing about because they don't have anything else to compare to or the background to have an opinion... I said, I was brutally honest. So like my reviews were harsh. They're not like they are today. Like I'm honest nowadays and people think I'm harsh. You know, I'm not harsh anymore. I was harsh. Like I used to like be really, really harsh about like my reviews. And I, and I, I just decided like, you know, as I evolved, I said, you know, the point is not to be, a, I mean, I wasn't trying to be a dick, but I was being a little bit of a dick. And I think that my idea wasn't to be a dick. So I, you know, as as it as I you know as it grew, I the photos are with, getting
1: worse. By the way, I'm still scrolling, and the photos are now getting worse. Right? They,
2: the lighting yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> I, I'm not saying that just. To
1: Dude, wait
2: till you get to the first picture. Jesus. I'm still scrolling. My thumb has just been. No, and then out. and kind of like when I started Instagram, started the whole like pic collage. So you could put a bunch of pictures within the same square, and I, for some reason I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> so like some of my pictures, some of my posts were like 10 pictures within the same box. It was horrible. Look at, it, look at, look at that <laughs> So um, so yeah, obviously there's, there, there's been definitely a growth in that aspect. But like as Orlando, the, the, the fact that I understood that, that I came to the terms with the fact that I am an influencer is one of the reasons why I decided to make um a lot of life changes recently like I'm a vegetarian now and I don't drink and that has a lot to do with the fact that I came to terms with the fact that I'm an influencer and I wasn't okay with the fact that I was influencing people to do things that I'm not okay with so you just done with drinking now or yeah like for at least for a long time yeah, and 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 it's not a point that I'm against. There's there you your go. burger. That's my burger.
1: There's your burger. I found it it's five minutes later. The spotted fourteen pig. likes. I'm gonna like it just for the. So <laughs> it fucks with your thing. What? Hey the yeah. fuck? fuck with the algorithm, <laughs> Salva- bro. You know, Salvation Burger. That's it. No, nothing, nothing. Right, just Salvation Burger. Two comments. Uh, at Spotted Pig, the pigs burger not the best I've eaten, but definitely one of a kind. And you responded to that. That so you wrote. Wow. Look at look at the early like I've seen your more recent posts. <laughs> so you would actually reply to your posts with the um with the actual sort of you know, review I guess. And look at these photos, man. Look at that flash. Look at the shadows from the flash. Oh my god. Oh yeah. They
2: Bro. Set up. Wow. Piece of shit. Foie gois boulet. <laughs> Piece of shit. Of it? For sure.
1: go. I thought the the photo was decadent and deep in flavor. I wanna find you eviscerating somebody.
2: Well, the they they blame me for closing down a restaurant. Really? No. <laughs> yeah, there was this girl that went to one of those Gordon Ramsay programs or Hell's Kitchen or something, and her, her she was well known because her family owned the restaurant here for a long time, and she opened like a sandwich shop, and 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 I'm like, ooh, a girl from like. I don't know what's the name of the show. If it was Top Chef or Hell's Kitchen or what the fuck, I'm just liking something. But <laughs> it but it was six likes
1: now it's got seven.
2: But it was but it was like one show, so I get super excited about going to eat at this restaurant because this girl has been like on one of these in Orlando. Like, in Orlando, this girl I can't even remember the name of the place. It was on Mills, um, and I'm like, ooh, I've been a sucker for sandwiches all my life. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but chefs eat like primarily like get their main source of food from sandwiches because you're in the kitchen all day and you're tired of making like all the things on the menu. And when you get a chance to actually eat, you end up making a sandwich for yourself. So, so like I'm, I love sandwiches. So when I walked, when I, when I had the idea of going to this place, I thought that I was going to come in and they were like, you know, making their own, their own pastrami. And they were like making their own, um, you know, corned beef and their own like roasted turkey for these sandwiches. And I show up and the first thing I see is a sign of boar's head and I'm like, I should have left because like, how the fuck are you selling boar's head meat for your sandwiches when you have a sandwich shop and you're supposed to be a chef? Like right off the bat, I'm like, she lost me. And then obviously I ate the food and it was like horrible. And I asked the guy that like was there, and it's like, hey, dude, what do you recommend I should eat apart from the sandwiches? Because they had a couple other items. And I said, hey, dude, the pot pie is killer. And I'm like, okay, give me the pot pie. And dude, the kid, I can, I rem, I think I, this was part of the review. I remember the 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 chicken was rubbery because it was overcooked. So in my review, I think I was like like. Yeah, the Popeye is like you know poor chicken. They killed it twice. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like chewy and rubbery and overcooked or whatever. Like, and like a couple of months later, the restaurant like the restaurant like closed down, and everybody like in the food community started talking about me because of my harsh reviews. So being a dick kind of like worked because it got my name out there, which wasn't my plan. I was, you know, this all happened well, this very is a organically. Passion project.
1: This was a passion project. Yes, 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 Passion. You were just And doing- it's still
2: passion because I don't get paid to be Orlando Foot Critic. I do this all out of my pocket. Yeah. So I go to between- So when you're buying average- every fucking thing on the menu, that's your money. Most of it, yeah. yeah. I say most of it because as I grew, I, I went to events where I was invited- Okay, and um, you know, obviously, you make mistakes along the way, and I see them as you know, learning mistakes. Because when I was invited to events where I wasn't paying for my food, I felt that I had to be nicer on my reviews, and I didn't want to do that. So, although I did, you know, went to to you know several events where I wasn't paying for my food, I little by little, you know, started avoiding the events or disclaiming to the people that were inviting me that I was going to still be brutally honest even though they were going to pay for my food. Um, And obviously, you know, a lot of people started not inviting me because they didn't want that. Some people would still do it either because they were just stupid and didn't know what was going to happen or they didn't do their job right (laughs) of finding out who I really was before inviting me to an event. Um, Or because they thought their food was that good that they didn't think that I was going to like, you know, talk ill about it. But it, it it came to the point where nowadays I will still go to a restaurant and receive the invite as long as I love the restaurant. Like, I'll come to a restaurant. I'll give, they give you an idea. They'll be like, hey, we want you to come over here. The meal's on us. And I'll be like, uh, I'll check out the restaurant first. And if it's interesting, I'll say, you know what? Sure. I'll come by. Normally, don't tell them when I'm going to show up. Um very rarely i'll you know they'll, they'll you know, sometimes they insist and Do they know,
1: recognize you now
2: by oh yeah now they yeah it's happened it's it happens more than and it happens a lot without me even knowing that it's happening but I've, I've actually noticed it happening so many times that now i don't i try to to not even think about it um because like i've seen moments where like i've gone into a restaurant and i sat down and the restaurant just got flustered and they didn't want to like even serve me anything until like the owner showed up and like you know shit like that, but um, but yeah like so going back to the idea because I want to be like super transparent on this, like I'll I'll come up to the re- even if the person insists and says no come here on this day I'm gonna be here please I'll be like sure no problem you know I'll, I'll 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 accept the invitation and then I'll I'll show up and I'll eat the food and if I love the food I will let them take care of my tab. If I don't like the food, not even a, like if there's something of the food that I don't like, I'll I will not accept them to take care of my tab and I'll pay, you know, for the for the meal completely against whatever they say. No, don't so worry. Now they know like, oh, shit, he's paying for it. This uh, but listen, not a good but sign. listen, but this is but this is like something this doesn't happen a lot. Like I don't get I I, I avoid these kind of invites when I receive them is because there are like people that are in they insist and they, they want me to come and they go out of their way because they want me to come and try their food. And um, I'm not like, oh, yeah, you know, don't worry. I'm going to pay for my food. I don't get, get into that. I just show up. I eat. If the food is really good and, and they say, hey, the meal's on the house, I'll be like, okay, let me, you know, charge me a, a dollar on my card so I can, you know, give a nice, like, healthy tip to the server. And I'll, and I'll leave it at that if I love the food. If there's something about the food that I didn't, you know, that I, that I wasn't okay with and I know that I'm going to mention in my review I'll be like, hey, no, 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 no. Let me take care of my tab. Here's my card, and I'll pay for everything. But, again, that's, that's not the dynamic, the everyday dynamic. That's just, like, special situations. You, um, you're, you're actually trying to avoid that situation. Correct. You'd rather just go
1: in. Yeah, I just show up. No one knows
2: who I am. I yeah. order, and then they find out I was there. and like, oh, fuck, this guy was
1: here. You know. Yeah. Like, um, you mentioned sandwiches, so it popped in my head. Totally random. Um, have you been to, and if so, what do you think about badass sandwiches? I like
2: badass. The night is my favorite sandwich. The night.
1: Which one is that? That's uh, the... it's
2: like ribeye with, um, with, uh, saffron aioli. Okay. I think good. Had... And then the, the ninja is really good. Is that like... the ninja I've had? I've had. So that. the ninja is like a bon mi, but instead of like using the, like the pate and the, and the shaved pork is they, they're using fried pork belly. That's it's a legit sandwich. They're not using boar's head. That's all. I <laughs> They're not using <laughs> boar's head. <laughs> Everything is made there from scratch. You know, like it's it's a good sandwich spot.
0: That's the milk district, right? Yeah.
2: Then they have one in Winter Park now.
1: Oh, really? They have another location. That's yeah. awesome. Fairbanks. So, um, I, another random thing. Uh, I you know through my travel and stuff, I found out that you know in France you cannot be called a restaurant unless your all your meals are prepared from scratch and you know McDonald's here in the United States could not be called a restaurant because oh you're emptying frozen potatoes like you'd have to peel the potatoes cut the potatoes and fry the potatoes um is it just do you think that that that's indicative of anything when it comes to American culture that we use the word restaurant where other countries would not use the word restaurant?
2: Well, you know, the, 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 obviously a lot like the basis of like modern culinary is based on French technique. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the French like pretty much wrote the book on, on like high end cuisine um and it's like the basis of like any culinary school in the world is like you know french cooking or french technique but um and because of that obviously they take a lot of pride in you know what they consider food or what they consider like a restaurant which is a place where the food is being prepared so i understand their 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 idea and 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 i i can get behind it but again it comes to the point of of like adapting Like, here in America, like, in order for you to make absolutely everything from scratch, it requires labor, and labor is very expensive. So, you know, how much money are you going to pay for your food? Not everybody can afford food from a restaurant that's been absolutely from scratch. So it's about adapting. I feel that everybody should be able to, you know, afford a decent meal. And if affording a decent meal requires for you to make some shortcuts, I'm okay with that. Okay as long as it's a good product like let's say that you're not going to make your own tomato sauce for some reason and you're going to use a, a tomato sauce that comes from a can well if you're going to use a can then don't buy the shittiest can of tomato make sure you're going to buy maybe like a, a, a canned tomatoes that are like you know made with san marzano tomatoes that they're organic they're the non-gmo like you know try to find like a good product that is not gonna that is that is gonna help you you know provide a good meal with you know with a, without a high food cost but not you know taking it to the next level which is a problem that once you're fo- focusing only on making profit then that's when you that's when you know the shit goes you know down the drain because you start like buying the cheapest stuff available and it just drive down it the cost just, it just translates to what you're eating
1: so um I am kind of curious you you recently um, created a second account El Brian Cocina <laughs> El Brian yeah, and this so, is this is for the spanish speakers out there because it's a spanish El and, Brian Cocina El, <laughs> El Brian Cocina and it's from what I can tell all the videos are you know 20 to 30 minutes Yeah and, I'm trying I'm trying to, stay with to I'm trying time.
2: to I'm trying to like find the sweet spot on the length of the videos but like something that you don't like the with um, like um, I I'm trying to like I I feel in that you have to be that I for at least for myself that I have to be as raw as possible. So like I don't really believe in like editing my mm-hmm. my videos. So there's like my first video was like almost forty minutes, which is too long. Most people don't have the attention span for that. Um, So I'm trying to, like, make it work where I am doing, like, about 20-minute videos. What provoked this, and what's the goal with this? So I started, I went, during COVID, like, in the lockdown, I couldn't really um do, like, visit restaurants. So I decided that I was going to do, like, my, you know, my piece was, like, providing content for people during lockdown so they could do, you know, something other than, like, you know, watch TV or be miserable, you know. or drink themselves to sleep so i said you know what i'm gonna like cook for for people and i'm gonna teach them how to make some stuff uh it evolved you know i started for me i i kind of like caught myself showing off like the first kind of like videos that i did was like me showing how good of a chef i was instead of like really providing a service (laughs) yeah like you know i was like you know cooking stuff that i love to eat but that I know that most people weren't even gonna to try to make. So like, I I caught myself in that, and I'm like, you know, this is not the mission. The mission is to like do something that people can actually do at home. So I kind of like, you know, went into that direction, and, and it, it caught on to the point where the lockdown went, when, when everything went back to normal, and everybody was saying, make more videos, make more videos. But it wasn't, you know, the same, it wasn't Orlando Food Critic, you know? I feel at the at a time, it was something that I, I decided to do to fill a gap, but it's not the mission of Orlando Food Critic for me to teach you how to cook or, or to show you things that you can make at home. And my audience that was watching these videos were mostly people that speak Spanish, and I was having issues because they were always asking me questions about like, the video because it was in English, and they didn't understand certain things. So because the largest audience was the Spanish speakers, I said like, I need to open, I need to start like a, a, like a, you know, a cooking actual channel for these people. But it can't be on Orlando Food Critic because it's like, uh, it would it would be too, it wouldn't make sense. Right. But it, the purpose wasn't just to satisfy an audience. So what actually drove me to do it was that right we live in a country where everything is accessible, like anything that you want, you can pretty much get. And it's not the same thing for people in Latin America, like in most Spanish speaking countries, apart from Spain, uh, where like there's more abundancy of like, you know, things available. And I feel that because of that, and the lack, the, the lack of exposure to other things, people like end up eating the same thing day in and day out in these countries. And, you know, if you talk to people, to Spanish people, most people will be like, yeah, I'm fine with my rice and beans. Like, just give me rice and beans because that's what they eat every day. And there's nothing wrong with that, with eating rice and beans. But I feel that there's so much more that you could be doing, you know, even if you're still using rice and beans. You know, why do they have to be like the same way that you eat them every day? Right? So I decided that, that that I had to... that I had to create a channel where I could cook with basic ingredients that you could find anywhere in the world and show you how to adapt to these recipes with what you have available. So no matter where you live or how much money you have, you can make these dishes. And I'm trying to like show people what they can do with basic pantry, you know, items, flour, eggs you know cornmeal um, tomatoes like vegetables like regular vegetables nothing crazy you know onions garlic um and you can actually make something amazing different high even high end with these ingredients and i'm actually like you know making it available to people that don't have any other way to actually get to do this like They don't have the money to go to a restaurant to maybe eat this food. Um, Or maybe they don't have the money to buy the specialty ingredients that you could get. But you don't have the money to buy them. Or you just can't get them. But why aren't these people, you know, uh, giving the opportunity to at least have access to this? So I felt that that was the mission. The mission was because I come from a Latin American country. I grew up in Colombia. So, like, you know... I, you're I, British, you're from Wales. <laughs> so, so that's that's my that's come on. That's that's my new my new my new mission in terms of like that part, like the cooking part. And then obviously, you know, Orlando food critic right now has evolved a little bit. Like I have a family that eats meat, so I still go to a restaurant and order pretty much everything on the menu. But I'm only eating I'm not eating animals anymore. So I'm only eating vegetarian food. I eat, you know, dairy and eggs. Um, but I'm not eating any like animal protein. What about fish? Fish is off. All- no fish. Really no. interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so um, m- the mission has changed. Not now. It's not. I think that Orlando doesn't really. You know, it it could still use my voice in terms of like you know the the growth in the culinary in the in the culinary world. But it's already, it's already, like, it, the, the bowl is big enough to keep on, like, you know, growing on its own without me having to go and tell you how good this steak is or that. So I feel that, that, and, and it's a hard path because actually Orlando Food Critic was one of the reasons why it took me a while to make the decision to actually become a vegetarian. Is because I, you know, this, this Orlando Food Critic persona was preventing me from making that decision because. I mean, dude, you were, you were at that, um.
1: I don't think it was Wolfgang Puck, but you were at a, I believe it was a hotel restaurant. Knife and spoon. Yeah, knife and spoon, and you had a big old like. Oh, yeah. w- I mean, it's not even a t bone steak. What was it? No, that was a bone and
2: ribeye.
1: Bone and ribeye. You're holding aged. it by the bone
2: oh, yeah. and just ripping it. You look like Conan the Barbarian. And I and and you know what? Like I love I love the flavor, you know, and I love the 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 actual cooking process of the meat, and I'm, I'm actually a really good at making that kind of food because i grew you know I, I was trained to do it and i obsessed over it but i'm not okay with with the whole idea like of of the fact that we are we live in a world where everything is available and I, at at this point it bothers me that i we still like me me i why do i have to kill something in order to eat and be nourished when there's so many other options available That's the reason why I decided to become a vegetarian. It doesn't have anything to do with health. Obviously, there's health reasons that I understand, but that wasn't what made me do it. What made me do it was like, hey, listen, if I'm an island and there's nothing else to eat but fish, I'm going to have to eat fish. You know, it's survival, right? But are we in survival mode right now in the day, like in the modern world that we live in right now? Like Orlando is not a secluded island in the Pacific where I only have to eat meat, you know? Orlando, I can go to any freaking supermarket and get whatever I want and nourish myself and eat amazing without having to buy any dead animals.
1: So how long has it been since you've been a vegetarian? Love Hold
2: that. the mic up to your Five mouth, months, Jay, Come on. Five months. Five months.
1: You have any cravings right now? No. Not Honestly
2: no. Like the only thing the only well and again I'm gonna go into the mission. My new mission as Orlando food critic is not tell you not to eat meat. But it's also to provide a voice for people that don't eat meat. That don't that are right now have are voiceless. Like this city, you know, there's there's no presence or even a, a, a real thought process behind creating vegetarian dishes in, in this in this I mean that beer repa city. you
1: had you, you, you had a beer repa recently that looked pretty delicious. It
2: was it was good. It was good, you know. Um that was um uh Taco China, cool place. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um tacochina is like i think the owner's is colombian he, he decided to like do stuff arepas with asian like you know asian fusion asian, asian, asian stuff <laughs> let's not use that word let's not use that word <laughs> <laughs> so but, you know he did his own interpretation of 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 like you know kind of like arepas or whatever and and the place is great i like i like taco China. um i'm not gonna go into like the dish itself no no i i but um but I feel that, that when you go into, like, there's, I'm not, I can't generalize. There are restaurants that are having a thought process and, and they are thinking about the person that doesn't eat meat, but, but it's not enough. Like, it's most restaurants when you show up, if they actually have a vegetarian option, it, it seems as an afterthought. Sure. So so here's
1: here's another thing.
2: So yeah, throw in a veggie burger there for the vegetarians, you know? right? Like, Black so bean burger. When, when <laughs> you start
1: looking at all these different um, options for the veggie vegetarian, like are you eating more towards a like a vegetable type base, or are you trying to do like a substitute for the meat? No, and
2: like no, they- I I I don't. I'm not like as I as in I'm not trying to like fall into a box. Like it's I I I like the idea of like the substitutes because it feels like your nostalgia because I I wasn't born a vegetarian. So there's obviously I'm going to like long for certain things. Like, you know, like if you eat, if you, if you grew up eating chicken nuggets and then you become a vegetarian, this is not my case, but I'm just like putting it as an example. If you grew up eating chicken nuggets and then you become a vegetarian, you're going to long for chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, at like very like you know something to admire that you can create something that is plant-based and it tastes exactly like a chicken nugget so like i i i i see that there's a lot you know there's there's a lot of reasoning and 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 it's very cool because it would help people that maybe are on their fence that they want to like make this transition and they don't do it because they don't know what the fuck am i gonna eat Mm -hmm. you know so i i see the value in these things but it's not what i pursue I'm not pursuing, you know, the the substitutes. I'm just pursuing good food that is not made with animal protein. And in fact, I actually said it in one of my posts recently. I said, if you want to show me that you're a good chef, do it with vegetables. If I get like a double A rated grade beef that has amazing marbling or like Kobe A5 beef, you just have to, you know, grill that properly and put some salt on it. That's it. So like is that are you chefing I mean, it? it? Is it
1: I mean can't you make the same argument for, for locally sourced vegetables products though
2: too like no, if you, if, you get, unless, if you're serving them raw then it would be the same deal. But if you're not serving them raw then no. Okay. But like, if you're transforming them though. No. What I'm saying is that I'm not and, and again I'm not taking taking any any thing away from people that are cooking beef. I'm just saying that you need to be you need to actually be a really good fucking chef to make someone go wow with 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 vegetables in this day and age like in the in the world we live in today I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not talking about like right now we have been like marketed to understand that the epitome of a great meal is a huge piece of fucking steak yeah so like it's already ingrained like oh we're eating great it's either lobster or steak right you're eating great chicken is for the weak you know or some some exotic fish you know that's what chicken is a weak animal so it's a weak animal right so like you you think about that's 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 the the center focus of what you're being sold Mm -hmm. so in order for you to wow someone it's easy because they're being sold this like the lobster doesn't even have to be that good just the fact that you have lobster on the table is enough right so what i'm saying is that number one You know, there's a lot of people that are vegetarians that don't go out to eat because they don't have any options. Um, I feel that a lot of people would be... More people would be vegetarians if they had more options. Um, And then it's also part of, like, living in the world that I want to live in where a person that's vegetarian and a person that's not vegetarian can sit at the same table. Like, right now, it's hard to do that. Um, Like, I go to... I mean,
1: it's not... I go to what these- you're saying is the the restaurants that would be able to cater to both
2: people are limited. Yeah, very limited. Yeah. Very limited. Like oh, as bro, I just said go to McDonald's,
1: like, man, you can have your listen, salad. Listen,
2: like if if like I I go out with, you know, with with uh with uh, like, you know, a bunch of people, let's say six people, like I'm the only one that's vegetarian. And granted, I'm the one that's paying for everybody's food. And everybody else is eating better than me. Because all the foods are catered to the people that eat meat. None of the food is really catered to the people that don't eat meat. So you know, for me, it's a little like if anything, I'm I'm a, the only thing that I can complain about, like the fact that I decided to become a vegetarian, was that it's frustrated to not find the options when I go out to eat, which is like one of the be- one of the things was well, like which is my number one hobby is going out to eat, apart from cooking. So so yeah, so the new mission of Orlando Food Critic is still display anything that's food because you know i've been a vegetarian for five months and a lot of people don't even know that because of all the meat that they see on my page anyways because i'm going to the restaurants and i'm buying it i'm not eating it but you know my family's eating it so i still report on it like i still take pictures and show you what's available but like the only thing that i'm actually reviewing are like non-animal items like non-animal protein items that's the only things that are getting my actual reviews but you know i'm also like i feel that that the mission is to push the restaurants to say hey you know make food for other you know for for the, there's other people focus on that and not only that like you want to like you want to chef it up you want to show me how good of a chef you are like you wanted me to go oh wow well, do it without some doing without the animals do it without the centerpiece like so as um as we
1: kind of wind this down I'm, I'm just kind of curious, just one last thing on jiu-jitsu. What, um, you know, you recently got your blue belt. I'm uh, a five-stripe white belt. You're a five-stripe. There you go. Well, I mean,
0: what, what
1: a black belt is, what, like a 16-stripe? Let's think about this. Four, four eight. Well yeah, so a black belt's a f- a sixteen stripe uh, white belt, so you're on your way, man. Um, <laughs> you just keep striping the belt up. Probably look more impressive with all the stripes on. With all the stripes on it, <laughs> right? Uh, w- w- um what is like what is jujitsu now to you like presently? Like what is it what how does it well, fit into your I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna tell you something. Jiu Jitsu for what it does for me, I don't know like I d I don't know like how to how to you know, put this, but like coming to class to my jujitsu classes, either it's jujitsu or muay. But just coming to class nowadays is actually like it takes it, it takes over like an importance of like a restaurant. Like I'll 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 move a restaurant to a different time so I can make it to class. And if I can't, I'll try to reschedule the restaurant for another day because I want to come to class. Like, it's, it's, it's that important. Um, and obviously, like, I, 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 I do Muay Thai because it satisfies the, the stand up fighter in me. But what I look forward to is actually jujitsu because it's where I'm learning, it's because I'm hanging out with the people I, like, I want to hang out with because i love the fact that you know that we can like choke each other out and like laugh about it afterwards um and i'm not in it for the glory everybody knows that i think that i'm like the laziest jiu-jitsu fighter in the world like no burst sprouts from me like no stamina yeah, you, you'll sit you'll sit on your back a little bit and then <laughs> no maybe stamina at all a little bit <laughs> like it's like if i if like i see moves that would require stamina and i choose not to use them <laughs> at the least resistance <laughs> i've become the ankle
1: scavenger <laughs> i know you, you, i scavenge ankles you're definitely you're definitely notorious for for just randomly grabbing the end you know the limbs of someone and just starting to like tweak it you're like a, a grip it and rip it guy you know what i mean it's like hey, is he setting up now? he's just gripping and ripping it yeah you know? I'm, like, and, I'm
2: just like chilling there and then it's like you know the the whoever's whoever's controlling the situation thinks, oh, this guy's not going to do anything to me, and then suddenly they... <laughs> There's an explosion. They give me their ankle <laughs> because they don't think I'm going to do anything with it. He <laughs> so gets tapped out. <laughs> this
1: fucking guy.
2: This so fucking I'm a ankle scavenger. I've been saying this. People don't like... But the problem is that I'm so so passive in the role that I think the person like feels that they're super way like better than me, and that confidence that they... They, they they I let, let them. them. Yes. They get robot. There's been a couple of purple and brown belts that have gone home with the windows down, no radio. Because because I've Shout out to Troy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we know that Kamura Troy.
2: That was before he got his brown belt
0: though.
2: <laughs> So yeah, no names, no names because I don't boast about these things. Um, And that most most brown belts, the 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 the, the either one or two brown belts that have been through that will deny it, (laughs) blame it on knee injuries. But um, yeah, man, like I'm not in it for the glory. I just love coming here, like getting. I like getting better. Like you know, I I don't mind the fuck the fact that I suck. But I love the fact that it's not an issue that I suck. See, like most places yeah, it's like oh yeah you, you know you suck so you're not part of the you know you're not part of the clan because you suck you know like oh yeah you're not great at this or you don't have potential you know so why would i you know spend my time on you like i love the fact that that, that i'm embraced of a, a as as a mediocre <laughs> practitioner i find that interesting and, and uh, you know i i don't i
1: just this is the only
2: part of the club you know
1: well this is the only gym i've trained at so i can't really speak to what the environments and cultures are at other gyms but it surprises me that i always felt like jujitsu's you know one of the characteristics of jujitsu is that the community is very open and welcoming it's like you like jujitsu you're weird like me awesome you know it's not about like well i've only trained at two gyms um, but I, I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong because I've heard but similar I, stories but from I, other people. I, I
2: think I felt the same thing at the previous gym. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was... You don't have to be great to, like, at jiu-jitsu to be part of the group. Like, exactly. You, know, you can be part of the you group. Ha- you
1: you share the love of this thing that a lot of people externally think is really weird. Like, you guys are trying to strangle each other and oh, break no. each other's arms.
2: And that's not the part that most people think that's weird about. The part that most people think it's weird about is the fact that we're so close to each other And that we're sweating, uh, you know, against each other, Mm -hmm. and that you know, oh, just the proximity. Yeah, yeah. and at some point, you're gonna have someone's ass on your face. Oh yeah. And that, you know, sometimes they might fart in your face. Yeah. You know or, so, or you're gonna
1: have a drop of sweat go into your mouth
2: or your oh, eye God. or something. The, the, the eye is the worst one. Like the drop the drop of sweat in the eye when, when, when it's not
1: your sweat. When it's not your
2: sweat, <laughs> it's like ah I tap <laughs> Tap <laughs> No. The best way to get someone to tap is not to wear a rash card. And then just put your hairy chest on their face. While you're sweating, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
1: like a long game poly. Remember the scene in a long game poly with with still? Um. Yeah, oh, just show wow. up
2: with your hairy chest and just smother their face. Uh, no, I won't tap to that. But um, I'm, what I'm saying is that like that's what most people are like like you're doing this for pleasure yeah like that person is all over you and they're sweating and they're like you're in- interchanging body fluids in a bad way not in a good way <laughs> you know like you do you let your like your wife and your daughter do that like you know get out let other guys like get so close to them like that's what people have issues with sure and the fact that the cool thing is that we don't have issues with it yeah like i think that's the cool part like there's there's no issues with that it's like
1: absolutely and um so as as just at the very end um anything i mean we talked about your two instagram accounts anything you want to promote before we uh,
2: we shut this down oh man no, no no promotions just you know sign up for Jitsu at american top team oh look at this <laughs> orlando with the well. master jedi trainer paul rodriguez here we go <laughs> <laughs> and dude if you like food Orlando Food Critic, bro. There we go. Do you speak uh. Spanish and you like to cook? Or? Where'd the El Brian come from? Oh, uh, dude, that's like a story of my life. It's like my other persona. Because I, 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 I'm like this you know, British kid that speaks English uh. growing up in a Colombian country. No one can say my name, Ryan. No one can say it. <laughs> so everybody calls me Brian.
1: Brian, Brian, why, Brian, Brian. Why would Brian. they say Ryan? Because no, they, no, can they say can't. R, no, no. R.
2: some somewhere, somewhere, somehow. But
1: R is in the no, language.
2: I know, but they can't say Ryan. <laughs> only my only my close friends call me Ryan. They don't even call me Ryan. Call me Ryan. This Ryan. Because it's close say, friends. Because Spain, but then people that don't know me is Brian. 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 So I, I <laughs> dude, I embraced it. Well, at the beginning I was against it. Like I used to have like big issues with my teachers because they would call the list like you know calling attendance in class and they'll be like rimeo and john brian and i'm like hey that's not my name you'd be like no no no, estoy presente, no, no, but... no that's not my name I'm, my name is ryan he's like no 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 the i remember my trigonometry teacher saying like okay yeah so like let's do this triangle i'm like i'm not gonna do the fucking triangle and then you say my name right <laughs> it's like you're trying to make me like learn all these fucking things and you can't even say my name right and you have me like for a year Say Ryan and I'll fucking do the triangle, and they're like, "No, no, Brian, do the triangle." I'm like, "I'm out of here," and I was like, "Fucking leave." Yeah, it was a big thing, right? But then after a while, it like it became like my my other persona, and and I and I you know what? It's funny because I sound completely different in English than I sound in Spanish, and there are certain things that I will not express in English that I can express in Spanish, and and the other way around. There's some things that I cannot fucking say well in Spanish. That I can only say
1: I'm in English. I mean, I, 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 you obviously have more experience in both cultures. But even for me, like, when I learned, like, the word ganas in Spanish, like, I can't translate that in English. Like, yo, yo tengo ganas de... You know, it's like, I, you can't say... I want say to, doesn't, doesn't
2: No, matter. I don't want to. Ganas is something. I have a desire. It's, it's, no, yeah. it's not the same thing, you know? Yeah. So, so then, obviously, you know, during my crazy years, which there have been a lot of them, um... When my friends my friends would say that whenever when I was like when, without without being drunk I was Ryan and then when I was hammered I was El Brian. That'd be like, oh El Brian came out you know It <laughs> <laughs> would be like you know the drunk rowdy The uh, alter ego The alter ego, right? So So um when I thought about doing something cooking in Spanish I said you know what it's, it can't be anything else than than Brian. It has to be Brian, that's not Ryan. So Dude, that's why it's called El, it. El Brian Cocina. Okay. In fact I, like, if I my, my opening a restaurant is in the in, in in my future is like a retirement plan for me because everybody asks me about when I'm gonna open my own restaurant. Um, because honestly, I'm a better chef than I am a critic. Um, I can say that about myself right now. I don't know if that's gonna keep on like that, but to this day I consider myself a better chef than a critic. Um, so I just don't want to have a restaurant because it would take away the freedom that I have right now that I don't want to give that I don't want to like you know uh, give away. So like restaurant is like something that I have as a retirement plan like when I'm like older, you know mid 50s, 60s, kids are old you know they're doing their thing uh, i don't have that enough energy to be traveling around the world as much and uh, and i want to open like a restaurant and most likely it's going to be called el brian el brian the vegetarian the it's veg- going to be vegetarian international food with like spanish flair for sure
1: there we go so uh, i'll just say this in closing um you know i'm this is this is strictly Noah's personal opinion. I'm not speaking on behalf of the gym. I'm not speaking on pop, on behalf of the podcast. I'm speaking on behalf of just myself. Um, I'm a big believer in in actions speak louder than words. Like I know a lot of people who say a lot of nice things, and you know sometimes they mean it. Other times they're full of shit and stuff, and that's life and but stuff. But the fact that you in the last two promotions that you participated in that you brought, um, you brought your sartén, you brought the the fuego you brought the ingredients and you made a paella you made a risotto the fact that you spent and, and I'm not this is, these are dishes that don't take five minutes to whip up or that you pre made like you took the time to purchase the ingredients to cook food for everyone at the gym um, I don't know if everyone fully appreciated how good the food was but that doesn't matter what doesn't matters matter. is you know you took time and effort to do that and that spoke volumes in my opinion about your character and the fact that you did that for us um, on, I'll say on behalf of the gym, but I'm not. It's unofficially. Thank you so much for that, because I thought no that problem, was fucking man. awesome. Man. I, you
2: you did it. Like you texted me and you talked about sometimes. I like, do it, bro.
1: I have to feed my people. No, th- and, and and that 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 was that was that was amazing. And and, 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 again, like, spoke and I feel
2: like the the risotto like that I cooked this uh, the last. Well, I mean time, the mushrooms we could do better with the. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> um, no, no. The best part was oh this this dish would be great on top of rice. <laughs> like risotto is rice come on <laughs> so, I don't mind, dude, so no 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 right. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is in terms of like that dish I feel that that dish it also represented like what I'm trying to do right now Like I, I came to a place where I knew that most people wouldn't understand the dish that I knew that most people hadn't even tried the dish I knew that most people hadn't even heard about the dish and i made and a vegetarian most are, and most people are meat eaters and i made a vegetarian and almost everybody got a second helping oh fuck yeah of course <laughs> so no meat foreign food foreign idea Well, i told you I, when meat. i
1: first looked at it i was like lenteja i thought it was lentils oh because, of the, I, because yeah. of the color because of oh, the color the like, red wine yeah. yeah i was like oh the, you're making lentils and then I look, he's like, no, no, I make risotto. And I had to look closer. I go, oh, fuck, it's risotto. It was,
2: it was It was. brown because it had the, obviously the grain of rice would resemble from far away to like lentils, texturally wise, like from afar. But it was like brown because it had a bunch of wild mushrooms that had been reconstituted in red wine. So the mixture of the red wine with the brown mushrooms made the risotto like brown. And I wanted it to be brown because it was going to be either brown or purple. And I knew that brown was going to be more accepted than purple Uh, Visually, from the people, because purple is not something you really associate with food. So you like beets, and most people here don't eat beets. Correct. So, like for me, if I was making it for myself, it would have ended up purple because I would be okay with it. I would actually like it more purple than brown. But because I was making it for other people, I was considering like the 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 visual aspect, the aesthetic. Yeah. Not only that, but like what you said, making that wasn't just showing up here and making it. It took me like. Couple of days just to rile all the ingredients. Yeah, exactly. and I had to like pre-prep the night before, and I had to like put everything together and, and, to show up and, 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 and do it. I and say I say cooked it in the fucking heat because it was noon. Oh yeah, and, and it and, was and, hot outside. Well,
1: he cooked it here. <laughs> here, no, he cooked it here. That's Holy what I'm shit. saying. He had the he got it. so and, you know he had the gas and everything. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, say the, this: the,
2: the Donald brought the gas. Oh, he did. Okay. Donald had been talking. Right. I had been. He had. We had. He heard me talking about it, and he said. Oh, I can't let you do everything. Let me do something. Don is, I love Don. Yeah. And I'm like, Don, the, I don't know. Like, I, I got it. Don't worry. It's fine. Yeah. And he's like, do you need gas? I can bring gas. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Fuck, yeah bring the <laughs> gas, <laughs> <Don>. <laughs> Bring the <laughs> gas. So he brought his gas. So, so great. But that,
1: That's the thing. It's like, you know, you're cooking for people. And, and you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're a close-knit group. But at the end of the day, there are people you know better than others. So you don't know these people's tastes or anything. And the fact that you're, you, you're going out on a limb to make this, where You don't know how people are going to react to this. Listen, you know? I,
2: was, I was prepared for half of the pan not being eaten. and oh, then, I would have eaten the whole no, pan No, no, then. listen, listen. This is exactly what I was prepared for. I was prepared for half of, only half of the pun, pan being eaten, and then the people that appreciated taking the rest home. Like, you know, you yeah, and Paul and, yeah. like, the guys that, like, would appreciate it. That's what I thought was going to happen. And, like, I think, like, s- 10 minutes into serving the risotto was out. Like, there was none left. There was the people that knew what it was and wanted some. There were the people that were adventurous and wanted to try. And then everybody started telling everybody, "Wow, this is fucking good!" And the, the, the line. Oh, I was sitting. Thing. I was sitting next to the thing. Oh, I was like, "You better."
1: Yeah. I was like, "You better fucking eat this. It's this amazing." <laughs> and Xander comes over with his Bud Light. He's like, "Oh wow, this is delicious." You know? It's like, well, yeah, know? Yes, not wings, bro. This is great. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. um, I, like I said, I'm not going to speak for anybody, but to me, that 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 showed a lot of quality. So that was fucking awesome, man. Cool, so, man. Um, Not only
2: that, but I also made cocktails for everybody here. I missed out on You've that. You missed them. I missed I've, out on I've, that. I did a class on how to make old fashions. And I, <laughs> I, and I, and I I and And I, I exclusively developed a whole cocktail for Paul because he likes um, mules. Yeah. So I said the mules that he was drinking was a piece of shit and that I was going to prove him <laughs> that he was drinking shit. And I, Is that when you used the saline foam? No no the saline foam was for the margarita night okay. that we haven't done We haven't done but I created I created like a like a Moscow mule sour uh, with like egg white for him and like uh, I instead of using ginger beer I used the like a ginger syrup that I made from scratch Once. and yeah a whole lot like a lot of it a lot of it went into it and then Paul drank it and he's like fuck. <laughs> um victor was here and victor had had a recent hangover from moscow meal and he yeah. said he couldn't tolerate mules anymore yeah. and he tried it and he was like oh shit this is not a meal this is something yeah. else <laughs> and um and paul's like let me let me do a video of you making this this is what i'm going to do on friday nights to impress
1: people uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: so
1: i, I mean oh, yeah. that's a whole like we can do that on a whole other podcast because you like cock Uh, well fuck i don't give a shit how did you get into the whole cocktail when's the fascination with cocktails come about
2: well cocktails is like making cocktails is like cooking it's just it's it's that deep
1: um was that something that you already got exposed to in culinary school when no 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 no. when did that
2: i fell in love with cocktails because as my my one of my passions was to travel and eat at great restaurants so great restaurants normally have a great cocktail list. So it would be part of the experience would be for me to order a cocktail when I was like ordering the food. And then, you know, I kind of like got introduced apart from like uh, before I only thought on like a mission and stars. But then I got introduced into the 50 best list and the 50 best list. I remember you telling me about 50 best list has 50 best restaurants in the world. And then it has 50 best cocktail bars in the world. So as a mission, I wanted to eat at all the 50 best restaurants and all the 50 best cocktail bars. in Mexico
1: City, there was more than one cocktail, or at least one. There's one number 10 in the world. Number
2: 10 cocktail Uh, bar. And you went
1: there, and it was kind of... No, no, no,
2: no. It was good. It It was was good. good. It was good. Oh, it was good. It was good. Very, very good. Limantura is legit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Mexico City in general. Like, everything that's on the 50 best... Um, world and 50 best plan America and Mexico is like outstanding and
1: and price wise, how's
2: it compare to the United States? For it, Mexicans, is it it's it's like super almost unbelievable. Like you know something like that you couldn't really like think about doing. You know if you were like an average Mexican because it's expensive mm-hmm. in Mexico. But if you're bringing your money from in dollars, then it's it's very decent. Very decent. Like in a 50 best restaurant or a Mich- or a three Michelin star restaurant in the states, you're averaging like you know if you're pairing with alcohol. About three to four hundred dollars per person for a meal. Um, Mexico was like a hundred per person, and that's with or without alcohol. With alcohol. With
1: alcohol. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, I have random questions popping in my head all the time. Um, uh, have you eaten at
2: Cadence in Orlando? And- I did. I did, and it was and Cadence was was good, but it was still infant. Okay. So like I don't wanna like I don't wanna say anything that will be in, in misinterpreted. They had just started, and and it, and obviously there were a lot of things that that could have been done differently, but without taking merit from it being fucking amazing. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it that's actually close to my house. I went there on a Sunday. Well, right now there's a new um, newer um, option to something similar, but not so. Focused on, like, just the, like, the super traditional, like, you know, Japanese kind of, like, what we're talking know? about, Japango? No, no, no. It's called Soseki. Soseki! Soseki. Shout out to Soseki. Where is that located? Uh, it's also in Winter Park on Fairbanks. I actually just went there oh, on okay. Sunday because on... they have a vegetarian menu on Sundays. The last vegetarian menu, uh, tasting menu for the season was this Sunday. So we have to wait till they, 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 you know, started again. But for the regular menu for like regular, you know, meal, people that don't, you know, that eat meat, it's available and they just launched their new, their new, um, their new omakase. So it's like you pay a certain amount of money per person and you sit down and just, you eat what they give you. Um, it's just open they, they're going to serve you. They're going to serve you. And it's about 11 courses. Wow. And they're doing a great, great job. And it's like they only sit eight people at a time.
1: That was what was cool about. Very um,
2: personable. They explain each dish in detail and the thought process of creating it and why why they're doing certain things.
1: So that's what I liked about Cadence was when I went. And, and it's a very nondescript building, as you know. Like there's no this, this is, sign. So sekis the same thing. Yeah, there's like no sign. You wouldn't know it's there. It's it looks just like, like a, a black building. building. Yeah, it looks and, like and, a defunct building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go in and, and there's an L-shaped bar. That ha- that seats I don't know seven to nine people in in Kane's case and
2: and it felt like I was not in the United States for that two to three hours and that's what I appreciate yeah, the like most. Yeah, like you don't you feel know? like you're not in the states in Soseki, but but you definitely feel that. And again, like I am not the the best person to explain how great it is because I have been experienced to so many of to, to so much of this that that I am maybe not hyping it as, up as much as I should. But for Orlando it's like uh like it's like a gold mine. Like for mm-hmm. Orlando it's like if you are into food, you need to go to Soseki. For me it was it was great, but like I've been to places like this all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like I cook like this. Like I you know, it's for me it's, for me for, for I, I, I you're not gonna get the same awe oh, from me <laughs> that you that someone else would get from going to this place, right? Without taking merit away from it. So that's why I'm saying, like, if you really like want to try something different and have an amazing, like, transcending experience in food here in Orlando, I would say number one Soseki, um, number two uh, the omakase uh, for Kabuki sushi. They only have it available during the week. I think it's like Wednesdays and Thursdays. Reservation only. This is one at Kabuki fixed price. At kabuki sushi. Kabuki. Yeah. Okay. So Kabuki has you can walk in at regular hours and they have a menu, but they also have an omakase tasting where you reserve it. And you can sit down and it's like whatever they give you you eat and it's like a nine course meal it has a fixed price and 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 it's a great fucking experience um i don't know uh, uh the the henry Moso, there was There's some the sushi no 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 it's like obviously sushi sushi is the main thing at, at at kabuki but they they incorporate like you know a lot of other things um so seki is just they're doing they're they're being a lot more inventive and playful well Ryan is And then on this topic, yeah. I could stay here for days, so no, I think it's time to go. No, <laughs> I, well, we'll, we'll, well we'll have you back again, man. Um Ryan the next time we can talk about we can really talk about Orlando
1: food scene. That's Orlando what we food do. scene. We'll do that next time. We'll do in Orlando what would be a good time of year? Fall? Like I mean oh. we can do any time. But is there if <laughs>
2: Whatever you want. I'll make Orlando Okay, does- hang on. I gotta hey, ask you this. Orlando doesn't have seasons. <laughs> that's. <what> <laughs> But I got, we have <laughs> super hot and tolerable.
0: Exactly. exactly
1: right. So, I, I got, so I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, you could completely refute what I'm about to say, but, you know, a lot of my friends that, and, and I love them to death, but they're not as gastronomically inclined, let's say, you know, or knowledgeable. They will rave to me about like, oh, I went to food and wine festival at Epcot. Okay now nah. <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing about it okay I my was, year <laughs> i was
2: treated two birthdays ago by one of my best <laughs> friends to go there because he loved going there and honestly you know what loved my birthday it was amazing but the reason why i loved it is because we were like hammered (laughs) like i didn't love it because of the food like i can honestly i can tell you that one of the best things that i ate at the food and wine festival was the fish and chips that you can get year long (laughs) so like ireland it's like ireland they have fish and chips oh they're great oh yeah we have these every year like every day they're here (laughs) so so all I, am not saying that they have bad food. All I'm, just I'm going to that. say, well,
1: I, I don't mind. I'll fucking say it. All I'm going to say is this: my, 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 my good friend, bad. my good friend, who again, the, the, he he's half Spanish, half French. Okay, so he went to food and wine festival and he you know with because his in i, I think with he went with high his, expectations like, well he just went there he's like oh a food really thing to bad with food he went there and he's like oh they have crepes in the french court i'll go get crepes <laughs> so he went <laughs> so of course this guy spent his summers in canet canet plage which is southern coast the southern coast near pepinion so near near barcelona you know on the and he would go get, you know, crepes as a kid on the boardwalk and all this stuff. So he's like, oh, I want to get crepes in America. Oh, I'm going to relive my, my, my and tooth, my youth. <laughs> and, and he goes there. <laughs> and dude, he got there. He's like, I'd like a crepe. And they had a stack of them. And he, they just scooped them and heated them and gave it to him. And he was horrified. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what crepes are, it's a batter. It's, think of a pancake. It, it, they it's put it on pan- a batter and they make pancake. it. And this thing was pre-done. They had a stack, and he, and he was horrified. But then here,
2: I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say something in, in, in the defense of food in general. I understand what he experienced, and I can see how it could be a horrifying experience for him. <laughs> but remember that he's in Orlando. So for most people, that might be the closest thing to a real crepe. So for someone that has never had one, it would actually be a great entry level to something. Like at least they're exposed to the idea of it. Right? So I, I feel that I understand his point because I have the same issue with certain things that I hold dear to my heart. That I listen, I'm gonna tell you when I walk into a Spanish restaurant in most America, I automatically walk in disappointed. I know I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's fucked up for me because it shouldn't be like that. But like honestly like the worst the worst the ones the they have it the worst for me is me walking into a Spanish restaurant. Because I, I hold it like, you know, a high regard, and, and I love it, and it's like close to my heart. So I walk into a Spanish restaurant, and I'm already spitting on it. Like, I'm not even there, and I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's bullshit, <laughs> right? And then I have to catch myself being like, hey, relax, come on, you haven't even tried the food, you know? But, but then you have to think about it from the person that didn't live that, that didn't have that experience, and that they grew up eating something else. They grew up eating microwave dinners. So from a microwave dinner to a scooped up crap that has heated up, you know that's that's night and day, buddy.
1: That's an upgrade, that's for sure.
2: Right, so you know let's, we have to give them the you have to you know shit on them, but you also have to give them the props. All right, fair enough. Some well, props. Well, look, look Some. at this
1: experience. This is this is what comes from spending decades in the in the food industry and being. in... Um, Ryan, thank you for sharing so much of your time. You're a fucking character. That. You're a joy to have in this gym. Don't leave ever and keep fucking cooking whenever you feel like it. Cause we'll eat it. Thanks, as much. You know, I'll do, I'll do it. All right. Thanks. man. <laughs> hey.
0: And there you have it guys. What a conversation. I uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It was, uh, I wanted to say it, it was riveting and thoroughly entertaining. And Ryan is uh, a wonderful storyteller and I really enjoyed it, and I hope you did as well. You can again, follow him on Instagram, Orlando food critic, You can also follow him, El Brian Cosina. That information, again, will be in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, just check the description and you'll see how you can follow him. Massive thanks to him. He actually recorded this podcast and then immediately went off, picked up his family to take them to an Airbnb that they were renting for the weekend to celebrate Labor Day. So very generous at this time and very generous, again, like I said at the end there, to cook those wonderful meals for us. At promotion so he's one hell of a guy and we are so tickled and lucky to have him as part of our community so guys thank you so much for listening ryan thanks so much for uh again for the conversation man and guys you can follow us at bjj and brews on instagram on facebook again you can email us bjjandbrews at gmail.com we'll be back next week same time same place different guest different conversation but hopefully the same great content. So guys, you take care and we'll see you in one week.